Hello, and welcome to episode 69 of Man vs. Business. My name is Les Janes, and I am here with my co-host, Sean McManaman. In this week's podcast, we are discussing the topic of business travel. So, with that, let's go ahead and start the show. Sean, how's it going? Good, Les. How are you today? I am doing good. It's uh, Thursday, almost uh, towards the end of the week, so, you know, downhill slope. Okay, so now I'm gonna. I'm always gonna play uh, leadership and and uh, consultant and all that <laughs> nonsense on you. You know, leaders leaders shouldn't wish for the weekend to come. <laughs> People that are passionate about their job should not be wishing away the week. <laughs> so, so with that in mind, you probably shouldn't even be wishing away your days, should you? <laughs> no, you can look forward to things. Just, uh, <laughs> it, it, I, and we go back to if we go back to the uh, time span discussion that we had in the past. Right. And I know I'm off topic already, but uh, you know, you know, it has a little to do with our topic today. But well, keep going. That's true. And, and time span, we, we've talked a little bit about time span, but we should probably have a full session on it and the, the, the time span that people think different levels of how far in the future you think and you prepare for. Right. The, 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 the um, extents of it are somebody like, uh, what's his name, uh, Tesla, Elon Musk, thinking, thinking, 25 years, 50 years in the, in the future. Um, the, the Apple guy. I, I thought you were talking about Nikolai Tesla. Not Nikolai <laughs> Tesla, not a Tesla the car. Uh, but Elon Musk, you know, he thinks out in the future. Sure, sure. Uh, so Richard Branson thinks, you know, way out in the future. Virgin, yeah. Yeah, right. So, you know, those, those are the, those are the high level, like level six thinkers. And then you got, you know, the, the person that, that goes to work with his, his or her lunch pail and thinks about, you know, getting home and the paycheck, you know, living paycheck to paycheck or working for the paycheck right. each week. And there's nothing wrong. And I'm not saying there's an intelligence difference between any of them. Right. It's just, it's just the mentality of where their brain is and how far they are, are thinking into the, you know, into the future and, and planning. So there's, there's a whole study on time span and where your where your brain and where you live in, in a time span. What are you doing for a time span? You and I were doing, we're doing something for a time span of five to 10 years, you know, thinking, yeah. thinking what we need to do the, the plan for 10 years from now. Now I will have to say, I have an excuse. I don't know if it's a good excuse, but I do have an excuse. excuse I'm kind of, I'm kind of worn out from dealing with a sick person for the past seven days. <laughs> don't say that. because She might hear you. <laughs> yeah, she, do you think she listens to the podcast? Well, let's hope so. Okay. All right. Everybody doesn't want to hear us yak on about this. That's still a decent, good topic, but, but you're right. That is not our topic for today. So our topic for today is business travel, business travel. So we thought we'd touch on, um, uh, the, all the aspects of, of business travel, um, different areas of how to business travel, what's appropriate, you know, when and how you should do certain things, when you should do work, when you shouldn't do work, um, you know, uh, how often you, you should you be away from the office when you're in a role like us, you know, how, you know, how much time is good to be away from, you know, the people at the office, you know, so how do you balance, you know, all those activities. So we wanted to kind of just touch on this area. Um, I, I personally don't have to travel as much. Now that might change 
uh, with my current uh, role a little bit, but um, you travel uh, more than I do. How, what, what percentage do you think your travel is out of the year? Is it half 50%? I'm probably, I'm probably 30 to 40% travel, 30, 40% travel. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm probably right now, currently I'm probably maybe five to 10% travel. Um, now I will say in my previous life at another company, uh, there towards the end, I was, uh, I was almost a hundred percent travel for a while, uh, Mm -hmm. having to drive to certain places. I wasn't flying anywhere. Uh, actually I take that back. I was flying to some of the subcontractors, but, uh, mostly it was driving. Um, but, um, so I think that, uh, you know, first of all, uh, the importance of, of how to handle travel. So do you have people that handle travel for you out of curiosity? No, you know what we do, we have a service, we have a service, but to me, it is not efficient to use the service. And I would agree with you when I can look up on, on the internet and, you know, I, I fly American and so, so it's easy for me to go to American. I've got all my points with American, so I get treated well. Mm-hmm. I can look and see what the options are for timing, right? Rather than rather than telling somebody I want to leave, you know, at a certain time, and then they get something an hour and a half either earlier or later, doesn't work, right? You know, if that was the only thing available, then I would see that right off the bat. So, I would rather book my own travel. Well, and personally, for me, it's a control issue. Uh, exactly. I feel more comfortable because I'm a, a, a somewhat anxious traveler. Um, it's just, that's just the way I am. Uh, I get, you know, I'm often made fun of because I want to be at the airport, uh, uh, early so that I'm not, uh, you know, being rushed in any way. You know, I don't want to, uh, you know, run into any unforeseen circumstances. Uh, so when I have to deal with flights, you know, I want to be able to comfortably, comfortably go through the process of checking in and boarding and all those things. I don't want to be rushed. What about you? That, that is interesting. That is interesting. No, I'm a I'm, I'm a guy that that uh, calculates in my head how long it will take me to get through security. How, when, how long do I want to sit before getting on the plane, and then what time it'll take for me to get there. So if I'm traveling from home at you know zero dark thirty, you know it's it's easy because the time the time from home to the airport is standard and, and doesn't change the traffic. You know won't be there, but. Uh, yeah, I, I I typically don't rush, and, and as I get older, even if I am rushing, I don't get stressed. It, it is what it is, you know. If See, I'm I do for food. some reason. I don't know why. Well, and that's that's another you know topic that that I don't know, managing stress. Yeah, I think that's one of the more important things to do, and I'll, I'll keep it in line with this topic. Managing stress with with travel, you really you really have to understand the the impact of outside forces on you what you can control and what you can't control right if you're on it you're on an airplane and you're sitting on the tarmac and you can't take off you can't do anything about it sure no matter how much how much you want to but i will say that that there are things that people can do to minimize their risk when they're traveling but you're right when you fly, if you've got a connecting flight and your plane is sitting out there on the tarmac and you're going to miss that connecting flight, there's no reason to fret because there is not a thing in the world you can do about it. But, you know, you can make it to where when you arrive at the, you know, the gate and, and the security line is 300 miles long um, and it's going to take you 
two hours to get through it. If you got there an hour early and it's going to take you quite a while, you're, you're in trouble. So I have the tendency to start thinking about what those what ifs are and backing it up and going, okay, worst case scenario, it could be two hours. So therefore I'll get there three hours early. And I wind up sitting at the, you know, the gate for probably, I've been known to sit at the gate for two or three hours. Uh, that early. I mean, and I know you can work, you can work at the, at the gate. Right. Which I was just getting ready to say. So that's where I, that's where I step into some of that stuff. And and I say you can, you know, you can work anywhere. And that's, that's part of this topic, this conversation. You can work anywhere. Should you work any, anywhere when you're traveling? Um, what, you know, what, what do you do to either make people think that you are working (laughs) and show them that you're working or, you know, are you, are you, you know, getting to where you need to be? So those, those are topics we'll touch on. I will say, though, and, and maybe my middle initial is P for Patrick, but I'm going I'm to keep going back to it and be a broken record. My middle initial is P for planning. <laughs> you know, going to the airport, if you travel at all, I highly recommend if you're in the United States, the TSA pre-check, you pay 80 bucks for five years, you get your thumbprint taken and the FBI checks you out and you walk through the pre-check, you don't take your shoes off, you don't take your laptop out. Two minutes you're through security in most airports. Really? Yeah. So see, yeah. so that's a learning thing for me. I didn't know yeah. that that existed. I oh, always looked you, over there. Don't travel. I don't. Yeah. yeah. So I looked over there and I was like, how do people get to go through pre-check? Are they special? Are they celebrities? Yeah, we are specially paid. And, and now... I did get to go through pre-check one time, but it was kind of a fluke situation for some, some reason. People, some people get just randomly selected to go through. Yes, and somehow we got randomly selected to get pushed through on a on a trip on our California trip out oh, there. Yeah. You know, so um, so I, I, you know, somehow we got through there, and it was it was fun and exciting, you know, because we had the kids <laughs> and we were walking past everybody. So you know, that's that's the extent of our uh, you know traveling. Uh, you know, heavy distances, things like that. And, and like I said, I have done some business travel, but I always wondered how you get that pre-trek. Is it, so? Yeah. Is there a is there a website or a login? TSA dot org, probably. Okay. Yeah, okay. and there's there's other there's other systems. There's uh, world there's world. Um, uh, what is it? I, I'm not sure what it's called, but if you travel internationally, there's there's. Uh, Global entry, sorry, global entry is a okay. is a program, and then you get to go through it faster. So, so plan so that you can be less stressed. Well, you know and my my one story about global traveling. We won't know, talk yeah. about that. No, we won't. <laughs> but the other, the other thing too is okay. So, planning to travel on that that translates through your workday and your home life and everything. So, if you are going to travel, you know. How much do you prepare for your your business trip? If you're in sales and you know you're going to have to do a presentation or you're, you know you've got to, to do something at a trade show or something like that, um, I used to when I was younger generate my slide presentation for the next customer I was going to see while I was on the airplane. Um, you know, it's a good use of it's a good use of whatever two or three or four hours. Right. Um, you know, nowadays unless you get bumped up to first class, you can't even open your laptop on these these trays because it's just too tight. Yeah. So, so instead of trying to fumble through that, you know, my recommendation is, is prepare that a couple of days in advance for two reasons. I like doing things a couple of days in advance because then after you generate that first draft, you sit and you think about it and you look at it again and then you tweak it. Might you be able to tweak it on the airplane? I think that's a good use of, of airplane time, tweaking sure. an, an existing 
or a, an already prepared presentation or, or paper that you've gonna, you're going to give or something like that. But yeah, to, to bust out a new presentation on the airplane, I think is, is just, that, to me, that's stressful. Well, and I have a tendency to try to save, if I know I'm traveling I, and, and I'm air traveling, I have a tendency to try and save uh, work that I can easily review on the airplane. So if mm-hmm. I, ha- yeah, yeah, so if I have to, uh, review some reports or if I have to, um, uh, you know, read through and mark up a document or something like that, I'll save those for the, for the airplane mm-hmm. if I can. Um, you know, and then the other thing that I, I like to do is, is I like to read. And so I'll, I'll read a lot of my, you know, business books and things like that on the airplane too. You know, well, that's, and that's, that's, yeah, where the, the, uh, the work life balance comes in, you know, the airplane is, is a good time to whatever leisure book you have, whether it's a business book or, you know, some fictional book or something like that, that you enjoy, mm-hmm. you know, take that time purposefully be, be okay. So another piece so of planning and purposefully, <laughs> purposefully take that time to do something that you enjoy. I mean, cause you don't enjoy sitting there. You don't enjoy sitting with somebody on, on one or both sides of you, um, Unless, you know, unless you strike up a conversation, which is always fun. But then, you know, you can't, you can't converse with everyone, unfortunately. So do what you want. Like, you know, do what you like, do what you enjoy. And right. it's not rude. It's not rude that if somebody beside you wants to talk and you want to read, have a little small talk and then just say, I, I like to read my book while we fly yeah. and talk to you when we get there or something like that. I don't know. But be polite. And, and I, I think most business travelers anyway would understand would understand well a lot of people immediately go for the earbuds and yeah. uh you know stick the earbuds in as soon as they possibly can uh just to kind of uh block some of that communication so i guess again that depends on your personality exactly. you know do you like meeting two new people and interesting people or do you shy away from you know meeting i have a funny feeling that you and i are opposite in that area <laughs> <laughs> you'll you'll you will talk to anybody that is breathing. You're probably the fiftieth person that has said that to me. Yeah, yeah, I talk to everybody. Yeah, whereas I'm the person that's going to be sticking his earbuds in and and going, please don't talk to me because I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, so I the, will say I'm not I'm not someone that drags on a conversation for, for three hours on an airplane. No, I will say hello and meet somebody and then move on. Yeah. So, but you know, you're you're. If you're if you're a if you're a cashier a checker outer at the supermarket, I will talk to you. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but the conversation might be short. <laughs> so so we we talked about you know work and traveling, and so we're we're talking now about being on an airplane and working, and then you get to a hotel and you're working, and then and then when you are at a meeting during the day, and then work continues on, and then you get back to the hotel, and you you know you have to do more work. Well, a lot you of times think, you have dinners and things like that. Right. Yeah. So you're, you're not getting back to the, to the room until 10 o'clock. And all of a sudden, if you have to, if you have to, you know, address 50 or a hundred emails, then boy, that is, that is, um, a beating. And, and, you know, people don't realize when you travel, especially non-traveling spouses or friends or, you know, somebody close to you and they're, oh, wow, you get to go to all these great places. Yep. But you are on for 18 to 20 hours a day. Yes. You're on. Well, and what are you really doing at these great places? It's not like yeah. you're usually going out and sightseeing a whole lot. Yeah. And, you know, hopefully you can break away and, and do some of that stuff. But most likely, 
I, I know that when I text you and say, Hey, can we podcast today? Can we podcast tomorrow? Oh, the group is going out for dinner tonight. You know, I'm going to go out to dinner with everybody. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. So he's just leaving the work stuff and just continuing it on out, you know, in, yeah, in, in, a, in a restaurant somewhere. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, so really, you know, how, how, it, it, I don't think anybody should get the preconceived idea that you're going on a vacation and you're going to get a lot, do a lot of things unless you are truly, um, taking the time to stay a couple more days past your intended time and you're doing some specific things. So I did that once on a trip to Buffalo. I literally, uh, did a Griswold Poor trip. <laughs> did you hear about this? No. Oh, this was my Griswold trip. So I, I literally went to went to Buffalo and did the you know whole thing. But on Friday, I actually moved my uh, leave time to Saturday, and on Friday I drove down to um, um, Ohio. Um, was it uh, Cleveland? Cleveland, yes, Cleveland, because mm-hmm. they had the world's largest, as everybody knows. Uh, uh, Sean and I are into mountain biking. They have the world's largest indoor mountain biking facility, and so I drove all the way down there, three hours, got down there, and it was closed. <laughs> okay, back to planning. You call them ahead yeah, of time. I know, I know. You know, that was definitely a, a, an awakening moment. I wanted to go get the gun and shoot the guy, at the, you know, hold, hold the guy at the entry gate to gunpoint and let me in. Sorry, <laughs> I was able to close. Uh, yes, I was able to peek inside where they were doing the work at one end, but it was, it was a huge old, old manufacturing plant, massive facility. And they trucked in dirt and filled this place with dirt and had it all decked out i mean it was pretty cool inside great use of an old manufacturing facility huh? yeah, that's not part of my repurposing I, that's that's a great idea yeah i you I, know I, i'd like to go back up there again one of these days but you know we'll see and, and i will i will uh kind of address that a little bit when i when i was younger and had small children and i would travel most of that travel was international and i would want to stay and, and look at places and things like that and and an older gentleman that i traveled with he he told me he said he said yeah, these these places will be here. It's nice to see, but go home, go home, and and see your kids and be with your family. There'll be plenty yeah. of time. There'll be plenty of time for traveling. Now that my kids are older, um, looking at a, a work destination that if you're going to be there Friday, seeing what's going on, uh, a bike race or, or a rally, I should say. I'm not going to race, that's for sure. A rally or a, a little road like a 5K or some kind of uh, event or function. You know, again, plan and prepare and see what's going on in the town over the weekend. Is it worth you staying? Sure. Is it worth, worth you know, flying your, your significant other to meet you Friday night and then right. you both stay the weekend, you know? And turn so, it into a, a little traveling event, yeah. Take advantage, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, those moments, like you know, and I think the gentleman that you were talking about is definitely wise in the fact that those moments of going and seeing those places mean so much more when you see them with your family and your loved ones yeah. and when you go and see them by yourself, like when, again, Buffalo, when I was up in Buffalo, I'd never seen Niagara Falls. Neither, neither is my wife or kids, but I drove up and went and saw Niagara Falls one day. after it work. Closed. No, it wasn't closed. They didn't stop the water. <laughs> it was cool. I talked to everybody and I'm a wise guy. It, it was, it was cool to see, but it would have been even neater to see it with the rest of my family. It's better to share. Yeah, yeah it no is. Doubt. You know, yeah. so the, I think that that's, you know, something you need to be thinking about 
if you do have a family and, you know, uh, you know, some, some planning going into, you know, setting up a scenario like that, yeah. uh, cause it'd be a lot more fun. You know, one of the other areas that we were wanting to touch on was etiquette, you know, proper traveling, proper traveling etiquette. Um, you know, as far as expenses and what you should charge, what you shouldn't charge, um, things like that. Can you touch on that a little well, bit? Well, your company most likely has a policy. Yeah. And then, and then policy, and then there's the unwritten policy. So if you're new to a company, you have to understand what's acceptable, what's not acceptable. Um, I would err on the side of, of, uh, being conservative and spending the company's money. Yeah. Um, you know, if you travel and, and, you know, you go to Starbucks and have a muffin, you, you have to eat breakfast. And, and anybody that works for me, I say, you know, I look at their expense report. If they don't eat breakfast, you know, or they're not getting breakfast at the hotel, and I say, why, you know, why aren't you eating breakfast? Now, of course, you can't force people to eat breakfast, but don't make sure that people don't think that, well, I can't spend five bucks for a coffee and a muffin, um, or I got to pay five bucks out of my own pocket for a coffee and a muffin. I don't think, I don't think most employers have a problem with, with, uh, you eating a meal. Now, if you, between meals, if between meals, you know, you're having snacks and stuff like that, that might, and probably should be on your own dime. Um, yeah. I used to have a, I used to have a, a, before I got a little more health conscious, a, uh, a two o'clock fix of a uh, bag of peanut M&Ms and a Diet Coke, which uh, <laughs> I think I like giving that up, but you know, that, that would be on my nickel. I don't expect the company to pay for my, my snack. Agreed. It's because I'm addicted to them. What did, what, uh, what if you, uh, rented a movie in the hotel room? I never charged, never, never rented a movie. There's enough cable TV shows and things like that. And nowadays, I mean, now you're going to, you're going to date yourself. Probably. I don't even know if they can rent movies anymore. You probably just watch everything on YouTube, Hulu, or Netflix that you've got on your computer. On your laptop. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. That's true. That's true. Yeah. You so, know, I'm, I'm just trying to think of, uh, you know, things that people can, you know, typically see, you know, like if they've got a, uh, mini bar and, you know, somebody grabs something out of the mini bar you know, should you pay for that on the, on the, the hotel ticket, you know? It, yeah. I, I, you know, I've never, I, I, again, I've never done that now going down and having a late night cocktail with colleagues and things like that. I think, I think that's all right. You know, yeah. rating the mini bar. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't do that now. The thing that I want to address here is cause we're talking about some, some, uh, gray areas. And I was just going to say the same thing here. Make sure your people don't have these questions. You exactly. Know, Tell them, you know, mini bar off limits. Mini bar is okay up to 15 bucks or something like that a day or whatever, you know, you, whatever which, you want to do, which that would be a bag of M&Ms, 15 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the mini bar is no different than the movie theater. <laughs> but, but like, as we were talking about this, I was going down, I was, my brain was thinking we're having this conversation and we live it. And it's because, because it's not clear and it, and it doesn't have to be clear as in, as in, um, like punishing type language, but it, it should be clear as to what, what you expect. Hey, yeah, you're going to go, you're going to take customers out and have a dinner and everything like that. And you're going to go out for drinks afterwards. And you might even, you know, bring donuts the next day into, you know, a, a vendor or somebody like that. I don't know. Right. Hey, that is all good. Don't abuse it. And I'm going to look at it. You know, people that don't, that don't look at expense reports when they sign them, I think it does a disservice to the, the person filling out that expense report because, they might have something on there that's questionable. They got away with it or, you know, didn't get, it didn't get questioned. Didn't get caught. And 
Well, and whether it should be caught or not caught, but it seemed okay. So is it okay or is it not okay? Right. You know, that's, that's, that's what you want to get rid of. Right. And what so, about, yeah. what about, um, you know, so sometimes it's not always a, a person in a leadership role or a manager that's traveling. Maybe it's somebody that, uh, uh, is a frontline worker that you're traveling. They don't normally get to travel. I think your point to making sure that it's clear as to what's expected and what's not expected, uh, should definitely be, uh, handled and addressed. You know, we've got, um, uh, field service guys that every once in a while will send out to the field and they don't travel a lot. So they need to understand, you know, you know, you don't run out and buy a, you know, $70 steak dinner, you know, <laughs> that's going to be a problem just because you never get to go out and you never get to, you know, do that kind of stuff that, that doesn't open this door of, of highfalutin, high society, eat yeah. big, drink Somebody big. Else's money. We get a Yeah. We get a $300 bill for one evening, you know? So, uh, I think your point though is, is that having the conversation and making sure it's clear as to what's expected, what's not expected, and also making sure that, you know, before they kind of start that stuff, your company should have something in place in writing that at least lays out the general aspects mm-hmm. of what's expected from a, a travel standpoint. So, you know, making sure that you and them understand what that policy says. Yeah. You know, you know the other thing, the other thing about uh, travel and stress and what's happening back in the office, I go back to planning out, you know, your, not only your trip and what you're going to do on the trip, but who have you left in charge? Right. To, who have you delegated to the specific tasks that you know need to be done? So it's not, hey, I'm getting out of here for, you know, a week on a, on a good business trip. Okay. And I'll check in. Well, what are you checking in on? Are you, if you're expecting something to be done, then you're checking in to make sure that it was done or that efforts are being made to complete something. So, so I, I think, especially as the, if you're the leader, you have to make sure that it's clear to everyone else that is left in the office as to who's making decisions. And then I like, I like to go to, uh, Susan Scott's decision tree in her, in her book, uh, was called difficult conversations. Oh yes. Yeah. I don't know if it's difficult. But anyway, Susan Scott, I, I have the paper over here. Um, the decision tree so that, that, that you only get, introduced to, you know, the root or the trunk level decisions that the person that you left in charge can't answer. But, right. but the branch and the leaf decisions, uh, that person that you've left in charge, they can take care of those. And you know, that the, the thing is that is a, a mentoring step as well. And we've, we've got a topic on mentoring that we'll talk about here one of these weeks, but, um, you know, leaving someone in charge with clear direction is, is a tool to mentor them. And then you, you, critique their ability to manage things while you're gone. When you get back, you need a Robin. Yeah. Robin for your Batman. <laughs> Robin for the Batman. We talked about yeah. that last week. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You got to have a Robin. <laughs> so, um, uh, so we should give a shout out to Adam West who did pass away. This week, He did too. pass away. I, yeah. I was just thinking about that. Uh, right. uh, apparently a wonderful guy, you know, yeah, uh, did a lot of good things. He talked about, you know, why he acted the way he acted as to what it was, what it was expected of him back in those days, you know, so <laughs> kind of interesting. If you find some of that on, on YouTube or the internet, you should listen to him. So he was an interesting character, mm-hmm. no doubt, but yes, big loss. 
So lived a long life though. Yeah. Pretty long. So uh I wonder how much traveling he did. Probably a lot. <laughs> In the Batmobile. In the Batmobile. <laughs> so is there anything else you think we should touch on on traveling? Um, well, uh, you know, etiquette, is there a difference between domestic and international travel? Of course there is. Yes. Uh, I think there's a lot more planning. Um, there's usually more room on the airplane. Yeah. <laughs> uh, knowing how to get from place to place internationally. So if anybody's listening and they've got a, their first international trip coming up, you know, making sure that you know the layout of whatever airport you're landing in. And, and a lot of other countries have international airports and then domestic airports and how to get from one to the other is uh, is critical. And don't lose um, your passport. I didn't say anything. Okay, that's less. That's less this trip we didn't want to talk about last time. Okay, in Korea, well, yeah, ago, yeah. I, yeah, many many years ago, I lost I lost my passport, or it was stolen. I still claim it was stolen, but who knows? And the the activities I had to go through to get out of that country was pretty intense. You know that yeah. was that was a scary scary time, and so. Just from an international travel standpoint, especially these days, be aware of your surroundings, be aware of the stuff on you and where everything is at at all times. You know, my mm-hmm. daughter is getting ready to travel uh, overseas to Vienna. And so I'm constantly having those coaching discussions with her as to, you know, always keep your eye out and watch out. And I know you've talked to your kids about that same thing. Yeah, well, Vienna is—it's a different story. It's yeah, not like Vienna you're... is a little bit different, but <laughs> yeah. she's traveling through London. Well, London's a great city. And London is a great city, but they just had something happen on the subway here just what three weeks ago. Well, yeah, on the bridge over. But you know, the thing is, stuff can happen anywhere. I, you and can. I'm, I'm back to—I'm back to the, you know, don't don't worry about things that one you can't control, and two you don't know are going to happen. I tell sure. my kids that worry. Worry is interest paid on a loan you never took out. I think I, I might have even said that before. So, no, you, so, I, you haven't said that on this show. All right, Say so, that one more time. I'm so not sure worry, I quite understand. Worry is interest being paid on a loan you've never taken out. Okay? <laughs> oh, that's so pretty if good. You're worried about, oh, I'm worried about you know a meteor hitting me. Well, yeah. okay, the meteor hasn't hit, may never hit, so why are you worried about it? You know, that's an extreme example. Yeah, I was getting ready to say, that's a pretty, pretty extreme example as opposed to realizing that in London, they've had quite a few bombings. And uh, I'm not saying they shouldn't go to London. I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is, is don't go in there like Magoo and just, you know, boop de doop de doop not worry yeah. about anything. Well, yeah, you All have I'm to do that saying is, yes, and, and again, it's varying degrees, right? You know, how you take care of yourself inside the house is one level. How you take care of yourself in your neighborhood is another level. How you take care of yourself when you're traveling around the United States is a level. How you take care of yourself when you travel around the world is another level. That's my only point. I'm I'm not trying to say you shouldn't do things because, um, and of course, this is coming from the, the anxious, uh, anxiety (laughs) traveler, but, uh, uh, you know, all I'm saying is, is just be aware and take precautions and minimize your risk. Always. Well, we live in the minimize the risk world. That's for sure. Yes. You yeah. know, that, that's my only point. So I, yes, I, I do think that when you go from, um, you know, local travel to international travel, 
um, there is another layer of things that you have to be aware of and understand and make sure that you address. Right. And because the thing is, too, you don't want to go to a different country and do things wrong. So we've talked a little bit about etiquette. Mm-hmm. And, and, it's, and, and it's right. I, I don't care what people say about other people coming to this country. If, if you're an American, you should be prepared to go to another country and understand their culture and understand how to, how to do your business in their, in their country acceptably. Okay. Yes. And if, it, it, and if you're there for a short time, I just say represent well. Yeah. And not only represent you, but represent the country that you're from. Sure. And I think if, if, if we do that when we go over and we expect that for people that come to our country, you know, in the, in the butterfly effect works. I do well, the butterfly effect works. Isn't that how you uh, boil the ocean one spoonful at a time? Yeah. You know, yeah. you know, you are, you are making a difference in that spoon, right. you know, so, you know, keep doing it. So is there anything else we should touch on, on business travel? No, not really. I, know I mean, I think, I, I think our, our point to this discussion was the, the fact that Sean and I both do different varying degrees of travel. And, you know, I was just kind of interested in, you know, what he does. And he was asking me some questions about what I do. And we just kind of felt like it was, you know, a good topic, at least to, uh, you know, to superficially go over, you know, different areas of, you know, business travel. Not that we're mm-hmm. trying to dive into any of the details of how you should get something done. You definitely, there's a lot of resources out there for, you know, understanding the details of travel. Although I did get one, uh, huge, uh, piece of nugget out of this, which was the TSA (laughs) pre-check stuff. You know, if I I start doing more travel, I might do that actually. As a, um, a recommendation or what, I mean, just you gotta be, you you gotta be comfortable with the amount of work you get done. I mean, be, be productive, but don't kill yourself when you travel is, is where I would. Well, especially since you're by yourself most of the times and your tendency is, oh, well, I'm by myself. I may as well work just to pass time. Well, that doesn't necessarily make for a good life balance. Well, right. And as long as the quality of that work has to stay up, too. If you're just working because you're bored, you know, is your quality going to be good? You know, then again. Is it kind of like eating when you're bored? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We'll go ahead and wrap it up right here. That's a good good way to end this thing. So, Sean, I hope you have a good week, and I hope everybody enjoys this topic. And we will be back with you all next week. So, uh, everyone, take care. Cheerio. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Man versus Business. Please note that neither Sean nor myself are business consultants. We just have a strong passion for discussing all things business. Please remember to visit sigmatree.co to see our other podcasts, our business ventures, and our blog. And by the way, you can also drop us a line from the message page. Again, thank you and have a good week.